Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Clone Wars Commentary. I'm your host, Cheyenne, and I am joined by Grace today. Say hi, Grace. Hi, Grace. Thank you. That's going to be a running joke now. Yeah, I hope it sticks forever. Um, We are still in Season 3, but we're so close, we're almost done. Uh, Season 3, Episodes 12 through 14, is the Night Sisters arc. Um, And Grace has kindly joined me for this, because we do love our Night Sisters here. Um, yes. While the, these episodes are not about Night Sister Marin, let's just participation trophy Night Sister Marin because we love her. Um, but she's not here right now, um, <laughs> unless she, she is. She was canonly like she was really like she was like a child. Yeah, the child. The child. She was Plot probably twist. like anywhere between like three. And like seven. So but she I was don't just know like exactly how old she was. Learning all the witchy woo at the time. Yes. She was she was a tiny bab. Tiny during witch. Clone Wars episodes. I love that. Okay. Um yeah. so for episode twelve. So she was there. She was there. She was, she was just not scheming quite yet. <laughs> yes. Um Okay, so for episode 12, it's just entitled Night Sisters. The fortune cookie at the beginning says the swiftest path to destruction is through vengeance. So, yes. <laughs> that that I mean, is so accurate. Yeah, I was like, it's true. There's no debunking yeah. it. There's no expanding upon it. It is an accurate statement. <laughs> and even, like, not even just for the Night Sisters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that's also a big thing for Grievous. Yeah. And I would say... Because of what he ends up I would say Anakin. Doing. Yeah, right. Who else? That's Swiftest what? path of de- to destruction is through vengeance. Anakin. Grievous. Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. Poppy. Yeah, because hey, at some Poppy. point, he goes from, I want to rule the world, to, I want to get back to the- at the Skywalkers. Yeah. That's a good point. Okay. Because once he ruled the world, and then... What's Anakin left to do? <laughs> What was it? It wasn't an elevator shaft. It was an it was exhaust shaft. Like a power, like a, I think, like a power shaft in the uh, throne room, right? Yes. Throne room? Once he got thrown down there, he was like, "Wow, dude!" He not was like, cool, "I'll dude. get you back, and your little yes, exactly. dog too." Your little dog too. <laughs> yeah. Um, your little son too. Um, your small son. Smool. Uh, Smool. What is this? Oh. Pfft. So I have all the stuff pulled up on my phone and I was like, why do I have this up? Here, yes. here it comes. It's coming. <laughs> so in this episode. You're very professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We always have notes. Um, in this episode, it's basically kind of an establishment of the Night Sisters and that they exist. Um, we've obviously known that Asajj has existed for quite some time, but. We never really knew where she came from, and something else that I'll bring up later, probably, is her aesthetic is different than the Night Sisters that we see in this episode, um, so we don't necessarily know all the deets within her life, but regardless, again, like I said, we'll probably come back to that. Asaj at this point, is Dooku's apprentice, so she's been this way for a while. Um, we learn about some of the history of that later, uh, but she orders the Trident group to do something, and that was just something that I hadn't ever heard be titled before, but it's just five droid tri-fighters that she's in charge of. 
basically yeah. she has two little squadrons with her. So if anybody's also ever wondered that, that's all it is. Droid starships. I love that. I... So for whatever reason, my brain didn't... It doesn't always compute that the Separatists are made up of, like, 99% droid. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh my god, like, who could be flying for her? It's just a droid. Yeah. It's a computer. <laughs> it's a computer. It's Jeff. Uh, I almost said it. It's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why I had that thought. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> could be. Space Space Amazon? Yeah, yeah. Space Thank Amazon. You. It's him and Elon Musk, and they have partnered up to be droid tri-fighters. <laughs> okay, we're going off the rails. <laughs> so, I also had another curiosity about another ship, which was her ship. I know that in the future, I believe, we see her flying a different ship entirely. I think yes. this one gets destroyed either in this episode or the next one. And, um, but it is called, so the ship we see her in, episode 12, is a Genevex class starfighter. It looks like this, if you don't remember. I love it. It looks like a fan, but upright. Like a fan that you would fan yourself with. It also sort of looks like, um, I almost said, like, like a propeller. Yeah, yeah, it's like half of one almost. Um, the jets are funky, the pew-pews, <laughs> the guns are funky, yeah. um, and it's very, it's got, like, a round cockpit, which I know, like, most ships seem to have, but yeah. in the in the Clone Wars era, at least, um, but I found it interesting that her and Dooku's ship are shaped pretty similar, and the manufacturer of the ship is Hupla Pasa Tisk Shipwrights Collective, never heard of that in my whole life. That's so we'll, helpful. yeah, we'll figure that out in a second. Uh, class one hyperdrive, uh, double laser cannons, limited navy computer with five jump memory. This is double really laser. detailed that I did not know. Yeah. Um, so much more detailed than I expected. There's more than I'm reading too. Um, uh, availability is from the military. So I guess it's a separatist provided ship, which is interesting that we've never seen it. Outside of hers right now. I don't think I've ever seen anybody else fly one. Um, I certainly haven't. Huh? I certainly haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, you're introduced 22 years before the Battle of Yavin. I think that's it. It's a really cool ship. I like it. I've always said that uh, Padme's Nubian is my favorite ship, but that definitely is a close second. Because I like that. So are you talking, like, the silver one? Yes. Yes. Yeah, the... I really, and because, like, I've said this before, I don't know if I've said it, like, on our Twitch streams or if I've said it, like, in previous <laughs> podcast episodes, mm-hmm. but, like, the Starfighters are my favorite, like, the Naboo Starfighters, the yeah. silver and yellow ones. Yeah. I love them. They're um, so sleek. But I would say in regards to, like, Separatist crafts, I really like either Asajj's ship that she had that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. or I like Dooku's a lot. Dooku's is really cool. It's... Dooku's is cool. Strange. (laughs) Yeah. You know? It gives me, like, jellyfish vibes. Yeah. (laughs) That... My friend was selling, um, shout out to TK, if y'all know TK, uh, he's awesome. His name's Thomas Travis, he was 501st founder person. 
Um, <laughs> he sells on, he does live auctions on his Facebook page and on Hurricane's Comics and Collectibles Facebook page. Yeah. He will have, like, the little starship action figures and the, like, fighters. So, we talked about Asajj's ship, and then we see a meeting between Palpatine and Dooku where Palpatine thinks that Dooku's planning to kill him with Asajj, like, training Asajj <laughs> up to kill him. Um, yes. Do you think that ever crossed Dooku's mind? To kill Palpatine? Yeah. Definitely. You think? In like, like 100%. I think, like, well, here's why Here's why I think that. Yeah. Because Maul definitely seems like he would have, like, teamed up with Savage to kill Palpatine. Yeah. Um. For sure. I, Anakin was planning it. Like, in the Vader comic, in the Afro comic, yeah. like, he was planning it. So, like, if two out of three of his apprentices were planning it, I wouldn't be surprised if all three of them did. Because, like, yeah, not gonna true. lie, guys, Palpatine sucks. Not a good guy. Not like, a good dude. why, why um, would you want him to be alive? It's interesting, too, because we know that when he teaches Anakin as Darth Vader, that he teaches him that, like, um that a, an apprentice always attempts to kill the master because that's right. how they become the master because that's how he did it. So he yeah, is aware of that like, and then he teaches his apprentices that. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't set yourself very, up like, for success. It's a very like Macbeth and Hamlet type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's true. D- that's what happens in those plays. Listen, I've only read that's Hamlet. Right. I don't want to yeah. ever have to Macbeth read Macbeth. Macbeth is my favorite. You oh. can read it. I'm so I don't, I'm scared. I don't. I can't. Me and old English so do not good. get along. Right now, I'm reading A Raisin in the Sun and Clyburn Park, and I love that. It's old English, and there's uh, Gaelic in it because it's Scotland. <sighs> I can't. I cannot. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's really good. I promise. It is a good. There's such good stories, and I think that's what annoys me is because one. the stories are so good, but getting through them is so hard for me because I'm like, what are they saying? <laughs> Well, maybe it's because I, I know more than one language, but... Yeah, that's you know. gotta be it, because I just... Maybe, oof. I don't know. Um, okay. But anyway. Anyway. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Macbeth, Star Wars. Uh, Dooku... Yeah. So, he abandons her. Basically, this, like, triggers Dooku to be like, uh-oh, uh, getting caught. So, Gotta he... Go, yeah, he abandons her, and um, basically is like, I pulled back all your people, and good luck, bye. Um, and then this is, like, the beginning of this whole, this is the triggering, the inciting incident, if you will, of, uh, her revenge plot. Um, so then we go to Dathomir, and we... Wait, joke. What? Revenge of the Sith? Cause, what? cause... The dark side? I I see. I see. I get it. It was just so, like, out of left field in in the placement of the conversation. But I get it. Um, It's appropriate. It is appropriate. It's appropriate to the... Stay on target. I've never been able to, like, nail that stay on target voice. I feel like everybody that says that in the perfect timing of it 
always nails it and it makes the moment funnier, but I'm just not, I tell my roommates this all the time, I'm just not funny. I'm very situationally funny. <laughs> Me too. Like, I can, like, respond properly. And it'd or be I'm funny. just, like, deadpan funny sometimes without even trying it. <laughs> or that. Um, okay, yeah. so we travel to Jathamir, and we yes. get to learn Asajj's origins. Um, basically, they're doing this witchy stuff over her body, and she... It's kind of just showing us all these flashbacks. So they had to, the Night Sisters had to give her up as a baby. I don't remember mm-hmm. why. Did for they... protection reasons, yeah. I think. But from what? I'm like, from. The Force? Oh my god. People? I, People in the Force? I don't think so. Because um, that defeated the purpose. <laughs> I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't think they said like, it either. No, um well. It, I think it is brought up, but, like, not in this arc. I think yeah. it's brought up, like, separately. Eventually. I don't remember when, but I know that I, I'm, like, 90% sure that it's brought up eventually. Yeah. Um, so she leaves as a baby. She um, works with this master for a while. And then, um, I guess the Clone Wars make it to her? Huh? No. So, like, she was taken by the Jedi. Yeah, from a different girl. Is strange. From whoever they gave her to. The Night Sisters. Yeah, right. Yeah. she They gave her yes. to someone, and then the Jedi Master that she saw rescued her from being an orphan, I guess. <laughs> rescued, quote unquote. And then... Yeah, and then it just... Aside ends up... All uh, went downhill from there. The yeah. Yeah, so just she... Well, and she... Because she sees her, her like guardian die and then she sees her jedi master die Mm -hmm. so she's just really struggling you know Mm -hmm. i get it um she's an angsty angsty gal angsty gal i mean the haircut alone she was just like don't talk to me yeah i know right that was that was the emo haircut we all wanted but our parents wouldn't let us have (laughs) just so so we're all aware Yeah. So, uh, bringing it back to what I mentioned in the beginning, her aesthetic is different, and I want to know what your your costuming insight says about this, because she has, like, this, like, gray-blue aura to her, the the coloring and everything that they created for her on screen, while the Night Sisters have, like, the gray and the red and the green a little bit, too. Do you know or have a theory on why they changed her aesthetic for when she was no longer on the planet? Was it for her protection? Was it just because? Was it a Star Wars thing? What do you think? I think it's like a combination of more than one thing. Okay. So, to, to clarify, do you mean like when she was taken from the Night Sisters for training? No, just like whatever? in general. Like she, like her outfit is like blue, you know? Um, okay. Her... Um, when she's around, it's more gray-blue, and when the Night Sisters gotcha. around, it's more, like, green-red-gray. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Okay. Because I misunderstood the question at I first you. when you asked it. That's so, all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I think it's, like, a combination of things. It's mm-hmm. be- mostly because, like, she's had different experiences than the Night Sisters. Because, mm-hmm. like, the Night Sisters, at least to my understanding, most of them have never left the planet. Right. Of Dathomir. Correct. So I feel like, yeah. they've only known Dathomir. 
They haven't, and again, this is a flashback to the beginning of the episode. It's the same way with Marin. Like, most of the Night Sisters have never left Athenir. So, like, it's all they know, it's all they've experienced. So, they are, like, so absorbed in what their surroundings are that when Asajj leaves, it isn't like a bursting bubble moment, but it's more like she's experienced so many other places and so many things that like she's kind of absorbed it and has gotten farther away from her like Dothamiria origin. So yeah. like that kind of that like represents like at least physically for the people that are watching mm-hmm. that Asajj is different apart from the rest of the Night Sisters. And then as the arc progresses and like she's brought back into the coven and like she's welcomed with open arms and like that whole thing it's like a rediscovery almost she's like figuring out yeah like who she really is yeah yeah because i feel like she knows too like she because she shows up obviously like knowing where she's from so at some point between these episodes and um like prior episodes she's had to either have gone back home before or like been reached out to by them um or just been told of her history like here's what you are we discovered it here's where you're from and they were like okay because that's that's the same thing with uh when she was a baby she didn't have any markings of any sort and then when she came back to dathomir she had dathomirian yeah and she had to get like quote-unquote sold to dooku somehow from yeah. them, because Mother so, Talzin like, knew him. Right. So, like, maybe Mother Talzin was like, hey, find Asajj. True. And he did. True. In a way. I mean, yeah. that probably, that might not be what happened exactly, but that's just my theory. No, I like it. Um, so that's yeah. basically episode 12, just like an introduction of night sisters as a whole asajj and dooku's relationship and kind of the downfall of it really um and really kind of a a beginning to her relationship with a lot of characters like obi-wan and anakin um yeah so we'll move on to episode 13 which is entitled monster um and the fortune cookie for that is evil is not born it is taught which is another one that i feel like encompasses a lot of things in star wars anakin was not born evil Contrary right. to some people's beliefs, I believe. Um, he did grow up in an evil system. Mm-hmm. Not in regards to the Jedi Order, but the fact that he grew up originally as a slave. Yeah, exactly. Would be, like, commented on. Because, like, a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody, but, like, a lot of people do tend to forget that he did grow up under that circumstance before yeah. he became a Jedi. And, like, it's not really brought up past the Phantom Menace. Or, like, I think there's an arc within the Clone Wars. I don't remember which season it is. But, like, they break up with Slave Ring. Yep. Like, where he's, like, sent on a mission. That's probably one of my favorite arcs, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a really cool arc in the sense of, like, not, like, rediscovering Anakin's character, but, like... Mm -hmm 
you're reevaluating Anakin's character like through Ahsoka. Yeah, I feel like um she didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like her learning that was deep in and of itself, and I think people, like you said, since people often tend to forget that he grew up a slave, that, to me, too, like, he always assumes, not always assumes the worst in people, but he will jump to the worst before he'll jump to the best, which is why having Ahsoka and and Obi-Wan is so important, and Mm -hmm. he actually exemplifies this later on in one of the other episodes in 14. But he, like... He can't help that, you know? He's literally right. he literally grew up around Watto bullying him and then literally living on a planet that was ruled by the Huts. So you can't blame him, you know? You just can't. Um yeah. something that I mean it was also in episode twelve, but I just want to point it out because I really enjoy it, is Mother Talzin's like double voice. Yes. I love that. <laughs> so cool i didn't even look yeah. up who does it but it's awesome i love it when like when things do that mm-hmm. especially in star wars yeah because like it's done um did you already talk about mortis no wait okay so, no not yet okay that's all right because for some reason i'm thinking out of order but like I love it because, like, they use it for Mother Kelsen. They use it for Anakin and Mortis, which will be explained in another mm. uh, Clone Wars commentary episode coming soon. Yeah. Um, Very soon, I th- actually. I think it's used in Season 7. Um, I think you're right. A little bit. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. Um, but, like, I don't know. That voice effect is, like, one of my favorite things. And the fact that yeah. it's used, like, for the Night Sisters. And for, like, Mother Talzand, and it's used in Jedi Fallen Order, like, with Marin, and it's used, like, with the Zepho Sages and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, like, I love that. It's so cool. It is incredible. It's such a cool, Sound like, and it's so here. small, you know? It's one of those things that's yeah. just, it's just small, but it's awesome. Um, episode 13 doesn't really have too much meat in it. It does have a lot of cool action no. in it. So it's the it test of Savage. She Asajj goes from the sister group and speeder bikes over to a brother clan um, mm-hmm. and has them, like, action-packed, like, nin- American Ninja Warrior trials <laughs> um, of which one she's going to take back and then turn into Dothamirian a monster. Ninja Warriors. <laughs> Dathomirian Ninja Warrior. Um, yes. so funny. Oh, my God. Um, that's really, that's literally it. Um... I didn't want to spend too much time on this episode, so unless you have, I have a notes. <laughs> yes. Because, like, when you said Darth Marian, like, brothers, mm-hmm. um, do we know if they're, like, a separate thing? Like, to the Night Sisters? I think so, they are, like, a separate etiquette, in a way. Yeah, so there is, um, in the next episode, they mention a planet, um, and it says, like, right. the brothers. They mentioned something about the fact that the brothers live separately from the females on Dathomir. Um, I don't know if they say why, but then they say on Iridonia, there's another, like, there's the rest of them live there. So I'm wondering gotcha. if the Night Sisters, like, brought them there as literal, like, mates. And. Yeah, because, well, and because the brothers in episode 14 say, like, took him to be her mate or whatever. 
So I think that's yeah, it. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, like I think they took them there to just like help make more Night Sisters. I just figured that it's like a clan system. Or that. So or like, both. So there's like a matriarchal clan, which is the Night Sisters, and then a patriarchal clan, which is the Night Brothers. Yeah. And, and I th- they somehow figure stuff out. I think that's supposed to be the concept behind it, but now that I know, I didn't know that there was another planet with their species on it. I didn't know either. So, I don't so, know. Yeah. And we we'll get into that pretty soon. Every day here at Castle Run Weekly. Honestly. Um, so, like I said, not a lot to talk about in episode 13, so we'll just jump to episode 14. Um, this that's one nice. is called Witches of the Mist. Love that title. Ooh, Chef's Kiss. Spooky. Yeah. The fortune cookie we're is... recording after... Sorry, no, we're recording what? after Halloween, but that's a very Halloween <laughs> Yeah, I wish it was always Halloween. I took down my Halloween Me decorations, too. and I'm sad. They already yes. put up Christmas decorations in the Magic Kingdom. Dang it. <laughs> Anyways. Fortune cookie time. Fortune cookie time. The path to evil may bring great power, but not loyalty. Yes. So many of these tie to Anakin. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Like, I wonder if they thought of them prior. If they just like oh, made them all up, did. and then they just they put 100%. them down for episodes. Yeah, because like that's the cool thing about these is that like they can tie to so many characters, and not even just specifically the characters that that the episodes are discussing. Yeah, it's like because I've I don't know I don't. Because when you were mentioning the other fortune cookies, I was like, these all sound like Anakin, but I know they're not talking about it. I know, it's so annoying. Um, I wonder, too, this one, the path to evil may bring great power, but not loyalty. So, it's interesting that that is the fortune cookie, considering Savage's loyalty hypnosis situation in this episode. Um... Because they literally set him up for a path to evil, which does bring him great power. Um, But then Dooku has to learn a lesson in the fact that just because you got this new apprentice and you feel more powerful doesn't mean that this new apprentice is loyal to you. So that's an interesting tidbit, I guess. Um, Let me pull this up. I lost him. Okay. Turning, I accidentally turned my microphone off. So I went to go turn it back on. And it was like, ugh. Um, <laughs> it's like, hello. Hello. Um, so Savage is this mystery assassin, um, now under Dooku's quote unquote control or leadership, depending on how you look at it. Um, and the Jedi have to go find out what's happening. Um, so we learn about this Master Halsey. Uh, he looks like Dees. Like Ooh, classic uh, alien face with ribbing. No offense to that guy, but he looks like a raisin, kind of. He does look like a raisin. Oh my god. A raisin it's with like, eyes. Okay. Gross. Yeah. He... Yeah, like... What? That just immediately popped in my head. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's like, funny. I, I wouldn't have thought of it. Um, He is a runin, uh, which we see Senator Aang is also a runin. 
Yes. Which Senator Aang is my favorite little Dave Filoni nugget. I love that. That's so funny to me. I just... Dave Filoni nugget? Uh, Dave Filoni wrote parts, wrote and directed parts of Avatar. Aang. Avatar. Oh, and it's spelled the same. It's Aang. Senator Aang. I forgot about that. I know. I I did too. I, Literally, I rewatched the episodes for um, a recording summer, and I did l- for last week or the week before, and right. I was just like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I did to rewatch uh, last episode. I almost said last episode. Last episode. Last. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, my roommate just finished it for the first time, and we got things to talk about. And I'm I finished Cora. While she was finishing Avatar, and they're both I've just... I've never watched Korra, Oh, God, it's so. so good. You would love that. I really think you would. Um, oh, my God, especially so the end. Oh, I forgot about the oh, ending. Okay, I I'm sorry. I know about the end already. It's so perfect. <laughs> I cried. I sobbed so hard. Okay. Um, Rudin. Senator Aang. <laughs> Senator Aang, but not really Master Halsey. <laughs> He, uh, his apprentice's name is Knox. Um, they are on the planet Devron, which I'll talk about in a minute. Knox is really cool because Knox has vitiligo. I think that's what it's called, right? Vertigo? No. No. <laughs> vertigo is when you, like, get dizzy. Because I thought the same thing yeah. and I Googled it. I Googled vertigo. Yeah. I believe this is, is vitiligo. Yeah, the this, skin it's thing? a skin condition. Um, hold on, hold in on. the I need to... pigment or melanin of your skin, um, okay. or lack thereof, I guess. Um, he is a nautilus, so he's the same uh, species as. Um, it's called hyperpigmentation. Hyperpigmentation, but also it's called vitil- vitiligo. vitiligo. <laughs> yes, but a lot of don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce words. <laughs> it's all right. Listen, that's what I'm here for. I'm the writing major. Um, yeah. Okay, so he is Vitiligo, and I think that's really cool as far as representation goes. That's important. I think it's yes. nice that they do things like that, but I think they need... I In, in the future of Star Wars, I hope they include incorporation... In, it, 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 they incorporate more... <laughs> Um, where it's more obvious, it's not just like a blip, because this literally was a blip in time. Like, his face on the screen and anything. Um, his eye color is red-black, he's purple with green markings. Um, like I said, Master Halsey was his master. Master Halsey died on Deveron, um, which is where Savage goes and gets them, goes and kills them. Yes. Um, let's go to Deveron. It is like a green-looking planet, it's pretty cool-looking. Um, it's in the colony region in the Dulor sector. Dulor is D-U-L-U-U-R sector. Devron system. Correct. It has two moons. Um, and it's on the Corellian trade spine. Uh, terrestrial class, breathable atmosphere, temperate tropical climate. Um, lots of cool points of interest. There's lots of things in here I'm not going to read y'all. Um, We're sounding like a tourism board. Huh? We're sounding like a tourist. <laughs> Listen, I could do that. I could advertise Star Wars planets all the time. I would love yes. that. Um, major. <laughs> we could make like a little uh, series. Um, technology, yeah. consumer goods, and entertainment are the major imports. Um, and I guess it says affiliation. 
with the system, says Jedi Order and Galactic Republic, and then Galactic Empire and the New Republic. They need I to think pick a side. <laughs> it's because they have senator representation. Ah, uh, okay. And the Jedi Order is associated with the Senate. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Oh, this is so because interesting. That's um, why the Jedi like have a pod at the Senate building. They don't use it. That's yeah. I forget about that. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Because like, do you remember all those times where like Padme will be doing a speech and like Anakin will be just there, just He's chilling? Like... <laughs> I wish the viewers could have seen me. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure just everybody chilling. knows what I was doing. Just chilling. Uh, this is like the early history of Deveron. And it says, marked by its cultural division between the two genders of the Deveronian species, while males were struck with wanderlust, females sought to establish cities and grow the culture. Developing this divide during the pre-industrial era, males had to several, travel several days from settlements to hunt for prey while the females maintained the safety and organization of the camp. That sounds accurate to society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is like the early history. So I wonder I wonder too how the creation of planets and then the peoples of the planets goes about in the story room, you know? Because like mm-hmm. Devron is not something we would have heard of without Clone Wars, but it obviously existed and it sounds so like what we already know, you know? Yeah. So like how are other planets any different from that? How do they decide which planet gets this type of behavior and Likewise on other places. I don't know. Very random-ass question. Yeah. Excuse me. It's a cool question. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Great. Yeah, so that's the planet they go to. Yeah, cool. so that's the planet uh, Savage kills Halsey on. That's so sad to say. Um, and then they talk about yeah. Iridonia. So they're basically talking about... This is like a meeting with, like, I think Yoda, Mace, Obi-Wan, Plo Koon, I believe. Um, yes. and they're like, the mm-hmm. assassin, who is he? What's he doing? They killed Master Halsey on Deveron. And then he's like, is that Darth Maul? And it's obviously not. And they're like, no, you killed him. Ahaha. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's his brother. Um, ahaha. Uh-huh. And they, they're like, you have to go to Dathomir. And he's like, I thought they were on Iridonia. That's how we learned about Iridonia. Um, you're welcome for the play-by-play, everybody. <laughs> um, Iridonia is in the mid-rim in the Glyph sector. Um, it has one sun and two moons. It is on the Coruscant-Dantooine hyperlane trade route. Um, what else? It has acid pools. That sounds appealing, I guess. I'm just gonna... <laughs> my, my, my first thought was, what if, like... Some of the accidentally pushed someone into the ice. Oh no. God. I don't I don't know why that was right there. Listen, sometimes they have a fauna called a huggle pup. What is that? Aww. Oh, it doesn't even show me what a picture of it looks like. But they like to eat bliss root, whatever that might be. What? Okay. Off of my little animal thing. So Iridonia was the homeworld of the Zabrak species. Okay, there's our answer. Homeworld of the Knight Brothers. 
Um, due to harsh living conditions, the Zabrak were a hardy species. They took to flight and then space travel as soon as they could develop the technology. By the time the Duros encountered them, they had already colonized five systems. Notable Iridonians, they have their names. Um, I guess it was involved in some old Sith Wars, the Battle of Iridonia. It was. Post-Rusan history. Um, and it's mostly legends, I think. I think so. I think you're correct. Um, yes. So that's pretty cool. Love that. Um, I like that they, they're they not from Dathomir. It took me a while to get to my point, but you knew what I meant. I like that they're not from there um, because I think it adds more depth to the relationship. Um and to what Dathomir maybe is doing, to, does to them as a planet, um, and as a species, mm-hmm. because they're already from a harsh climate, but it's not the same yeah. kind of climate, you know? Um, moving on to the more in-depth stuff. Anakin is holding... Oh, so they go to Dathomir. Anakin and Obi-Wan go to Dathomir, and they're fighting, yep. and everybody's yelling, and then Anakin holds a Night Brother hostage. And... Obi-Wan, like, all of them look shocked because they're like, oh, crap, we don't want him to kill our brother. But Obi-Wan looks a little shocked. He's a little like, mm, okay, don't do that. Like, Anakin, you good, bruh? Yeah, he's like, we don't do that here. <laughs> like, uh, why, why are you being bad cop, Anakin? Yeah, yeah, we don't do bad cop. So, uh, he obviously goes along with it because he's Obi-Wan and he takes things in stride, but I... Oh, when I was watching that part, I was like, these are the little things that I rewatch for because I never noticed that before, obviously, because I expect I expect those things from Anakin because we as the audience already know, you know, Obi-Wan isn't thinking of things like that. But I really want to know how Obi-Wan took these things, if he really brushed them off or if he internalized those moments. What do you want to say? I think he internalized them. Yeah. Because this, when you said that about him doing that, it made me think of in episode two when they're tracking down Sam Wessel. Yeah. And Anakin's just like, he, I don't know if he has like, has the lightsaber to Sam's like throat or whatever. And it's yeah. like, tell me why are you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like tell us thing. who you work for. Tell us now. Yeah. yeah. I immediately thought of that and I was like, he's done something like that before. Yeah, he definitely, like, I feel like in all of those times that Obi-Wan sees him act this way, like, does Obi-Wan go to the council about it? Does he think he can handle it? Is that part of the reason Obi-Wan blames himself and part of the reason that Luke blames Obi-Wan for his fall is maybe because Obi-Wan doesn't go to the council about it? He just goes, Anakin's had a hard life and I'm here for him and that's all I can do? Yeah. Is this Obi Wan's flaw? I don't know, because I've honestly, this is a stupid thing that I've been thinking about lately. Is like, does Obi Wan have a flaw? (laughs) Because does Obi Wan have? He's such a good Jedi, and obviously, people would consider the fact that he fell in love a flaw, but it's not. You know, we know that as human beings, we know that. Um, But as Jedi, they don't know that, so he would consider that his own flaw. But, like, does he have other flaws? And I feel like this would be it. His confidence in Anakin. Or I guess his, not even his confidence in him. His, like, benefit of the doubt for him. Correct. Is the flaw of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I think Anakin would have turned regardless. But, I'm just saying. 
just, just providing a little more thought processes processes <laughs> um what's next went along with it okay so they find out that Savage is going to Toydaria, I guess, to kidnap the king, I guess. <laughs> um, and they follow him there, and they have, like, a little spat on Toydaria, and then they lose him for a little bit. Um, yes. And then they do, they obviously do eventually find him. But in between them venturing to Savage... That flashes to Dooku being abusive. So let's talk about yeah. abusive masters, why don't we? Um, Dooku, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I... I have to shift again, sorry. That's okay. That's alright. Um, I'm just confused, you know? Because at this point, Dooku's gotta be acting this way because of the threat that Palpatine put on him. Because Correct. he didn't do this before. We know he didn't do it with Qui-Gon. No. We know that, like, regardless of him being on the side that he's on, he handled things the way that he was trained to. Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Yeah, so why do you think he all of a sudden, I mean, or do you just agree that, like, it's because Palpatine threatened him? I think it's, like, again, it's multiple reasons so like a you're the product of your environment meaning yeah. like if you're if you grow up surrounded by certain behaviors you will adopt that behavior mm -hmm. two he had palpatine threatening him so like it isn't such a situation of like oh he had no other choice because you always have another choice in this right. type of situation whether yes. when it comes to it um or like three, it's just, like, he was, I don't know how to explain it, like, properly. He just, like, did it without thinking, I guess. Yeah, like, no, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree like, that that's people the... Don't, people don't tend to think about it until after it's happened. And even then, like, people are doubtful of it. Yeah, I feel like, um... Asajj did not deserve it. No, absolutely not. I think, yeah, as I say, I think that's the thing with Dooku is like, he's just trying to cover up. He's covering for himself without remembering that, like, the path to evil may have great power, but there's no loyalty. <laughs> um, and I think that because of the, yeah, the system that he was brought up in being a Jedi and everything, he just assumed that loyalty would continue. Throughout his, like, ventures, you know, even as a Sith. But that's not the case. Um, yeah. There is an epic lightsaber battle between all of them. Um, a real cool battle. A real cool battle between Asajj, Dooku, Obi, anyone, anyone? <laughs> anyone. Anyone. Um, anyone. Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Savage. Um, and then they kind of break off into two, and then there's, like, Dooku and Asajj, and... Obi-Wan and Anakin, and I almost did it again, and Savage. Um, and what does this say? Really cool. Oh, so there's a moment where Dooku is about to literally end Asajj's life, and she just, in a moment of survival, like, diverts his lightsaber with the Force, and I thought that yes. was so cool. 
that's just Me too. a fun little nerd moment that I had. It's like, <gasps> yeah, no, you're good. I love her. Um, I didn't yeah, really love well. her all that much before. I'm not gonna lie. I mm-hmm. rewatching these definitely helped. Yeah, I still am. I've come to like because, like, I've come to like Savage, not Savage. Asage. No, it's hard. Sorry. I, I Anyone. Have, I have throwing names <laughs> in my head. Right now. Assange Ventress. Mm-hmm. So much more, like, in the past couple years than I did, like, when I first was viewing The Clone Wars. Like, yeah, me too. Kid. But I think that's because, like, I've grown up since then. And, like, I, I'm not looking at it from, like, a kid's perspective anymore. I'm sort of looking at it, like, as an adult. Yeah. Based off of experiences. Absolutely. I mean, not saying that I've had similar experiences to her, but, like, <laughs> because, but, like, I, I see things like an adult. So it's like I understand where she's coming from in a way that, like, isn't always recognizable from, like, the children's demographic that The Clone Wars is originally meant for. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I definitely, like, I didn't watch Clone Wars as a kid, so... Right. Me not having a relationship with it. Yeah, I was gonna say, I didn't have a relationship with it before, so I had to, like, forge these relationships with characters like Asajj, so I didn't like her in the beginning, and I, I, like I said, I don't, like, I don't love her. I I do like her, though. Like, she is... She adds a lot more depth to Dooku and... Um, and Obi-Wan, really. Um, yeah. And, to, and Ahsoka and Anakin, to an extent. Yeah, to a certain extent, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, really I cool really redirect. love how, like, so many characters, like, how they affect other characters without people really realizing it. Yeah. Especially, yeah. As, I feel like Ahsoka it, is a really good, um, catalyst of that. I feel like she gets affected by so many people. She's a perfect example of that, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's intense. She gets, she just meets mm-hmm. so many people. And I think because she has so many people in her ear, you know? I feel like I always thought yeah, that right. about Anakin, but Anakin has, like, specific people in his ear that he actually cares about. And I feel like Ahsoka, being the age that she is and joining the team that she joins, she really considers so many others. And because Plo, Plo Koon like, not recruited her, but kind of, yeah, Um, like, brought her in and protected her and was her guardian and still was always, like, a father figure to her, Um, even after she had a master. I think she just kind of, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but opened her ears to so many people, so she was influential, easily influenced, I guess. Exactly. Um, So the, there's a grand escape, Asajj makes it just barely, um, which is awesome, but, I mean, not awesome, just barely, but, <laughs> um, yeah. then we go, we're on Dathomir again, and Savage has, like, come back to his senses of where his loyalties lie, um, because she undid the hypnosis for the battle itself, and he also escaped, obviously, um, and gets to see Mother Talzin again, um, and is worried as to, like, how he's gonna fulfill his duties, and she's like, no, I have a mission for you, you're gonna go find your brother. So then, the moment where Obi-Wan was like, Darth Maul's alive? And we were all like, no, he's not! Ah, ha, ha! Um, because at this point, technically, we wouldn't have seen Solo yet. Um, and then, all of a sudden, Darth Maul is alive! That's the answer to our question! So for those of us that 
got to see him in Solo, we were like, we knew that. <laughs> yeah, right. We knew that. And, like, I don't know. I, I really like the dynamic of Savage and Maul. Me too. Because, like, thinking about it, if you're introduced to him in The Phantom Menace without watching any other Star Wars stuff and not, like, knowing context, yeah. you would have no idea that he has a brother. No, absolutely not. You would not. have no idea that he has, like, such a connection to a woman named Mother Talzin. Like, it's so cool how The Clone Wars has, like, given depth to characters that you wouldn't have expected to have depth. Yeah past, like, what we know them as. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I love that. Like, it's it's one of my favorite things about Star Wars, like, by far. Yeah, and I feel like, um, especially with, because for me, I don't super like, um, Savage, but I get his, his importance isn't any lessened by that, you know? Like, right. he, I mean, he literally is help helps Maul get out of where he is so that Maul can continue to have a storyline. So I don't discredit his importance, but he's just one of my least favorite characters, I would say. Um, yeah. But he does. He adds so much more depth to the story. And, like, to be fair, Asajj wouldn't have gotten as far without him, you know? Or it wouldn't exactly. have become a yeah. quick, as quick of an arc as we were able to just watch. So. Right. That's it. That's all I've got. Do you have any other final uh, thoughts before we go? Uh, dang. I know. Um, I really, like I said, I've grown to really like Asajj. Mm-hmm. Like, she isn't a favorite, like, she isn't, like, my absolute favorite character, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I dislike her. I right, don't by same. any means. And I really like how this arc kind of fills out her character more, so mm-hmm. that when we see her in later seasons we do have, like, more background on her and we're able to, like, tie all the ends together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, I like this arc a lot because, like, it sets up for a lot of other things to play out. Again, that happen in later seasons, that happen in the books, that happen in one of the video games. Like, it's cool when the universe can do that. Like, the start, like, the canon universe, how it all ties together. Yeah, it's I've really cool. I love that about Star Wars. It's Me one of too. My about it. Yeah, same. I I like making connections. It is one of my favorite parts. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Grace, for being here. Thanks for talking Night Sisters with me again. Shout out to Marin. We love her. Um, love her. Do you want to tell the people where they can find you? You can find me as the head moderator and administrator of our Twitch channel, as well as our Discord server, twitch.tv slash weekly. Um, and then I am also on Twitter at Amidala underscore 716, where I yell about Twitch, Star Wars, cats, and coffee. Cats and coffee? Yes. I love that. Um, you can find me personally at cjerica on Instagram, at cjerica95 on Twitter, at thekybercrystal.wordpress.com. That's crystal with two L's. Uh, I think that's it. Um, you can find the main channel, Kessel Run Weekly, at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can join our Facebook group, The Kessel Crew. None of us have been super active lately, um, but please join and change that. Uh, we want to create conversation there. We want to talk spoilers. Um, I'll make a Mandalorian Season 2 master post so that we can talk spoilers in that. Um, 
So please go and join that group over there. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram is the easiest way to get in touch. If you want to be a guest on the show, if you just want to discuss Star Wars, because we love that. Um, I think that's it. Don't forget to watch our streams on twitch.tv slash Weekly, And like Grace said, you can find all of the uh, chats and screaming in the Discord server. That's think- very much fun. Yeah, and we I think that's it. Destiny. And we did our very first giveaway. Um, so Wolf Edges is his Instagram name. We'll be sending him his uh, Death Star droid Pop Funko soon. And OBX Wife, um, one of my friends from uh, Disney Gramming, is going to get the other two Funko Pops because she was a runner-up. So thank you all for participating in that. Hopefully we can do another giveaway at 2,000 followers. Um, we did that one just for Halloween. I had some extra Funkos I wanted to do a giveaway with. Thank you all so much for following, joining, listening. Uh, thank you, Grace, again for being here. And thanks for tuning in to Clone Wars Commentary. May the Force be with you. Always.